0: Hi Emmaus, welcome back to the Proclaim and Display podcast, episode 32, where we help you show and tell the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. Back in the studio today with Jaron, but no Kennedy. Hey Emmaus, what's up? So, Kennedy is away on her month of mission trips, but Jaron, I'm not sure we could have gotten Kennedy here today anyway. Uh, This is probably by far the earliest we've ever recorded a podcast, so we still kind of have our early morning voices, would you say? What? Sorry, I fell asleep. What? What did you say? <laughs> you look really awake <laughs> over there, man. You're doing you're doing great coming in this morning. So, uh, so we're, we're recording early today because we wanted to have one of the Go Student um, mission trip leaders on the show before they head out on mission trips in a few minutes. And so we're blessed today to have Jamie Ferris. Jamie, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, doing man. You've been an encouragement, brother. I'm so thankful you're here. So, Jaron, Jamie, quick question before we start. Night owls or early birds? Uh, Mm. Where do you guys fit on the... uh, Jamie, I don't
1: know about you. Unfortunately, I'm both... I like to stay up and I like to get up early. So that doesn't that wow. doesn't that doesn't work well with the uh,
0: the sleep pattern.
2: But Well getting as old as I am these days it's <laughs> easier to get up because my body won't sleep.
0: Right. I hate to ask you guys how how many hours a night you're sleeping. So uh, you guys are you know, you guys are a lot older than I am, so I don't know <laughs> anything about what you guys are. I doing. usually
1: go to bed when I fall asleep on my chair. There you go. And, yeah. And then when I wake up away, I, I don't know. I don't know if getting older is, like, I don't set an alarm that much anymore. Nope. I will when I know for sure I need to get up, but, like, Sunday mornings may be the only day. Yeah. I beat unless, the alarm every day. I do. Yeah. It's the, oh.
0: i got something to look forward to. You guys are <laughs> doing So No, I, I always joke with the church about... Uh, I fall asleep on the couch usually at night before I go to bed. So and and I heard somebody one time call that an appetizer. I'm like, that's a great phrase. So I I like, so I my, I like I, it. I have my little appetizer before I go to bed. So that's I good. live in a. By nature, I would be a great early riser. I live in a house of night owls, and especially with like the kids becoming teenagers now, and Amanda staying up late with them, and. Oh, man, they could go forever at Dad, night. And Dad's the party pooper going the, to bed early. I am absolutely the party <laughs> pooper going to bed early. Yeah, Amanda can tell you all kinds of stories about me going to bed early, and they're staying awake laughing and having fun in the in the living room. So, well, anyway, it's early, but we are glad. Uh, we're glad we're able to have Jamie here. So, Emmaus, if you were with us on Sunday morning, Jamie, along with Brian Baldwin, who works with students in Oklahoma Baptist, they shared about ghost Students, and Emmaus is hosting... One of the Go Students mission trips this week that's doing ministry in Oklahoma City. But, Jamie, obviously this is not the only trip like this. Tell us a little bit about Go Students and what that ministry involves.
2: Yeah, Go Students is uh, the student mobilization uh, system program uh, for us Baptists. And um, it really launches uh, out of False Creek. We have all those you know thousands and thousands of students who come down and— uh, the way Go Students is set up is that we have so many small churches throughout our state. Um, I think Brian says eighteen hundred churches of uh, mm-hmm. Southern Baptist churches, and there's st- all these l- students in these small groups across our state. And so what what uh, Go Students does is it provides opportunity for large churches to jump. We've got churches from Texas and Oklahoma who've brought bigger groups and they're with us, but then. The beautiful part of Go Students is we have so many students here this week that come from really small churches. They would never be able to put a a trip like what we're doing this week together. I mean, they don't have enough kids. Yeah. But they got enough kids when they show up here. Now, That's we have right. to be at the door and go, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Don't be scared. Get on in here. We're going to have a good time. The Lord's going to be good. But... You know, that's that's our job, you know, to make kids feel welcome. But you'll have a single kid from – I mean, we probably have a single uh, student from a, a youth group out there. We probably have 35 or 40 singles. You know, I found
0: out – I talked to my dad earlier this week and <laughs> – a kid from a little church I grew up in in southwest Oklahoma is here. So uh, We've just, got that's em. a perfect example of that We've yeah. got them. And, yeah.
2: and, and, you know, like I said, it have to be a little tender when they first show up because it's intimidating. <laughs> there's there's almost 100 of us. Yeah. But the kids, they just jump in, and we, we encourage them and help them find, find their spot with with some other students like them. Yeah. No, yeah. That's,
0: that's great. And we're not talking just Oklahoma City and Tulsa. These Go Student trips, there are opportunities to go – Literally around the world, correct?
2: Yeah, I'm leaving on the 28th and taking a team to Portugal. Oh, nice! And uh, yeah. be gone for eight or nine days to Portugal. Uh, yeah, like when we first started doing these trips, uh, we were doing trips into China. You know, so yeah. I've done ten or twelve trips into China, and uh, you know, you just—it's just some just amazing short-term missions. Uh, has been really cool to see how how many students can do other things because they came and went on just one little short-term mission trip. Yeah. And they go back home and they start doing ministry in their
1: apartments in their town. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's you know, beautiful. You know, we've seen a lot yeah. of that
1: in the last few years. And so these, these trips that are going all over the place, they're, they're basically facilitated from the top from Brian, but it trickles down into basically youth pastors are the ones that are kind of doing all the prep work doing the pre-trips. What,
2: what Brian would tell you is that, he would say, and what he says is like, you know, you guys are the lifeline, man. Without without the youth pastors, without the, the leadership, he said, you know, we couldn't do go students. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they do an amazing amount of work. Like, it's unbelievable how much work goes in to, to these international trips, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, they do a lot of it. We come in and, and we, do, we do a lot as well, but you have to have trusted people that you know, that have the kingdom in mind.
0: Yeah. And uh, so. You know, it's a very, I love it because it's a great picture of Baptist life where we love the cooperative program because you can have a small church that gives a little bit of money and then other churches, and you put all that money together and you can do some really, really amazing things. Same thing with these mission trips. You take a couple of kids, they'd have trouble, like you said, being a part of a trip, but you put them all together and they do, they do some amazing things. Uh, And we had a conversation last week on this podcast about, there's debate out there of do short-term mission trips have value? Should we take take trips like this? And there, there are certain cautions that certainly we have to pay attention to. But I love what you said, Jamie, about the value, the way this makes a long-term impact on a kid's life when they go yeah. on a trip like this. Yeah. And you think about uh, ministry to youth or teenagers in Oklahoma. We have Falls Creek where we introduce them to Jesus. We have Super Summer where mm-hmm. we help them grow as leaders. And we have Go Students where we send them out on mission. And so... Uh, that sounds like up, in, and out. Maybe, that does a little bit. It's <laughs> yeah, it's like
1: the perfect trifecta.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that. So, well, Jamie, uh, I want you to share with our church family a little bit about God's God's work in your life. So, tell us how you met Jesus, how you became a follower of Christ. What's your testimony? Well, I uh,
2: I grew up in Blanchard, Oklahoma, and uh, I remember as just like an eight or nine year old. Little boy, there was um, a church called Calvary Baptist Church. It's right down there by the football field, of Newcastle. Little bitty old building, and uh, Dean O'Brien Humphrey drove a, a church bus. Just a good old fashioned mm-hmm. church bus on Sunday morning. And if you, they were our neighbors, lived directly behind us. They said, if you ride it nine times in a row, we'll give you a silver dollar. <laughs> and my son has stolen my silver dollars, and are down at his over at his house. And there's a big sack full of silver dollars, and uh,
0: so Jamie Ferris, he got on that bus. A I lot got of on times. that bus. Yeah.
2: I walked right out the back door of my house, and the bus was parked right there in the country, and we bumped and rode up out of that field and and went on the thing, on the ride. But along the way, a preacher named Bob Arthur, uh, he had real cool, Hawaii five o wave hair boy. He had preacher man hair back in the day. <laughs> And I'm telling you right now, he preached he preached on a Sunday and he pounded that pulpit and he talked about sin. And I was just a little eight year old, nine year old boy, and I was in the back, little blonde headed boy, and I, I held that pew and the invitation came and I fought it and I made it. I didn't go down. Holy Spirit was just drawing me so strong and I I made it. I was so proud of myself. I held on to that was the most miserable week of my entire life. Mm-hmm. Even as an eight, nine-year-old boy, I the Lord was pursuing me, mm-hmm. and I had rejected Him, and I'm telling you, I was miserable. Mm-hmm. And I didn't tell my mom, I didn't tell my dad, I was just miserable, because God wanted me, and I refused, and I'm telling you, next Sunday, Bob did the same thing every week. He got up, he talked about sin, he raised his voice, and he pounded that pulpit, and this time, I had had a little bit more wisdom than I did uh, seven days before. The invitation came, and I didn't hold on to the pew. I ran to the front, and I told the preacher, look. (laughs) I told him what had happened. He laughed at me and smiled and realized that that little week was just a small part of my life. Well, it was feeling a lot longer for me. (laughs) I'll tell you guys, I, I repented and trusted in Jesus right there, was baptized the next week. I love uh, that. A week later, and uh, and
0: you kept riding that bus
2: after that. Oh man, the bus, and <laughs> O'Brien, Humphrey. You know, if you you don't realize sometimes just the the little things that we do, they're kingdom things. Yeah, riding on that bus was the, the most important thing in my life. Yeah, yeah, like that. Those two people loving me and picking me up, and and, and that's that's kingdom. Yeah, mm-hmm. and well, it, uh, there's other things that we could know. If God tells you to drive the bus, drive the bus because, man, it changed my heart. It changed my life. I and here I am today. You know, yeah, an old man. And that's
0: what I wanted to hear. So, I mean, you, you're impacted by somebody like that. What does the Lord then do down the road to call you to ministry? What is what is? Yeah, that like?
2: you know. So, Little Calvary um, Church is still out there. It's still still going, but. Uh, I remember towards high school, I started going. There was a a small group of kids at Woodland Hills Baptist Church in Newcastle. And I went there. uh, Well, my my little brother is what happened. He went to Falls Creek. And he came back and he said, we need to go to church here. So my mom and dad said, well, okay. So Mm -hmm. we went and, and we started going there. God began to develop a call in my life. Uh, that I didn't, you know, I didn't see coming. I didn't know I was going to be doing ministry. Uh, I was going to be a cop, a police officer, a fireman. You know, I'm like just like every other kid in my generation. Different than what you preached on Sunday. I'm going to be a YouTuber. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think you would be a phenomenal YouTuber,
2: Jamie. There I, be a, there would
0: be a future for you I keep there, so. I keep threatening my children because they're going to find out. They're going to go be a YouTuber. You can, you, can, you, can can domi- you can dominate social media, YouTube, brother. My son, my
2: son says. Talk's cheap, Dad. Go ahead. <laughs> show us. Uh, I don't
0: know.
1: But,
2: That's awesome. But no, it, it, we moved over there and uh, to Woodland Hills, and I began to go to church there. And, and as a senior in high school, I didn't speak it until my graduation night in May in 1987. That's how old I am. And uh, in 1987 was the first time I ever spoke that God had put a call in my life. And I I, I told a Christian family uh, that were close to me, and uh, they said, really? And I'm like, Yeah. And so I started working with the students that were there and, uh, the youth group went from eight or 10 to 60. There wasn't but 40 adults or 30 adults in the whole church. And so for four or five years there, uh, God was really, really just blessing everything I put my hand to just every relationship. Anytime you meet somebody, there was just favor. And, uh, there was really nothing special about me except the Lord, and His favor. And so, you know, I would invite people; they would come, and then we would open up God's Word. And uh, I, through the last thirty years of of doing youth ministry, and doing ministry in general, it man, it's the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Like if I have to go back, and that's the only thing that I really trust in. <laughs> I don't even trust in me. Like I, I only trust in the Word of God. Yeah. And so, any time that that we're with students uh, doing anything. Man, we open up the Word of God. We look at it. We listen to it. And then we try to obey it. And uh, yeah, so that it, out of high school, man, it was about four or five years there where, where it was just awesome. Church went through some real struggle and uh, went through like five pastors in four years. That's a lot back in those days. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. That's a lot any day, but it yeah. was a lot back then. And so I just, I walked out of the church. Like I was just, I remember just saying, to um, my friend, I said, look, if this is what being in ministry is about, I just don't think I want be part of it. Because every time I would draw close to a pastor, they would be gone. And so I was trying to learn how to do this. Yeah. And so I left, and then um, I was traveling in Bridge Creek. A young man named Josh was killed in a car wreck right in front of me. And uh, actually lifted a car up off of him. And it was just one of those moments. A moment you don't see coming. Yeah. Kid passed away while I was holding him, and uh, man, from that moment on, I knew God said, "Get yourself back in church." Huh. I've got stuff to do, and you are not cooperating, <laughs> and I'm about to get you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get you. You oh. had my attention. Yeah, no okay, kidding. Okay. And I remember we pulled away from that accident, and I just, I, I just said, "Look, well, I'm going back to church. I'm never." Um, I'm not going to be the same. I will never be the same after today. And uh, that was in 1996, March 17th, 702 is when that happened. And I went to church uh, that Wednesday, uh, and I haven't missed since. And just a few months later, God called me on a a short-term mission trip (laughs) to Moldova. And uh, I went and came back, and I told the pastor, uh, Bruce Christian, I told him, I said, he said, well, what's God saying? He knew something was up with me. And I said, I don't know what exactly God's going to do, but I know I need to work with students. And I started working with students right then again. And a year later, they hired me full-time. And I served for 17 years at Woodland Hills as a full-time pastor. Lots of thousands of students came through during that time. Um just again yeah. the favor of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there's something to be said the favor of the Lord if he's with you it's true. I don't care who comes up against I me. Mean, I it's not a problem because the Lord's with me.
0: Yeah. And I love your story. I mean it's all about the word of God, the power of God, the presence of God. That's that's where these things are happening. That's that's what you've experienced in your life. Yeah. Um I'd love for you you too uh because Jaren... You're not quite at 30 35 years of student ministry but you made a run at it brother <laughs> you made a run at it so uh what have you guys uh a couple a couple of questions just to kind of take us to the finish line here um obviously i'd love to hear things you guys love about student ministry um i'd be curious what is the same in student ministry 30 35 years later and what's different in student ministry 30 to 35 years later. So kind of, you guys just have a conversation. Talk us through this a little bit, and uh, and, and we'll wrap up here in a second. Oh, so. my. Uh,
1: you're probably more qualified to talk about this because you started earlier than I did, and you're still going. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I don't, I remember, like, youth group, my first ideas and thoughts of youth group was basically my own experience. So uh, I was in the youth group in the, in the 90s, Jamie, mm-hmm. so.
2: <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> Boy, not me I, I was helping Bill. <laughs> oh.
1: so I you know I graduated in 95 and just just the ability to draw kids and to get kids into church was it seemed like it was really really an easy you know uh, throw hey we're gonna give you some pizza and like hordes of kids would show up and I think that's like a big difference today is you know as far as like you're just not going to draw kids with the, the big.
2: Oh, Jaren's right. I, it's 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 a big difference, a change from from when I started. When I started, you'd put up a list, a sign up, and kids would come and sign up. And if you had one person on that list of a hundred uh, that didn't show up, you'd be surprised. Like yeah. everybody signed yeah. up, everybody came. This is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. and and you have to work at it it was just done here's what we're doing boom they're ready to go i had students that they would sign it colton would sign his name the man (laughs) he was the first one on every sign up while he was in the youth and he only put the man i always knew the man was going on whatever we were doing (laughs) but i'll tell you guys it's uh it's not like that anymore we don't have sign ups. We don't yep. hardly ever put up a list anymore, and I, I'm telling you that irritated me like crazy. I'm an old guy. What in the world is going on here? What do you mean? Who? Why didn't you kids sign up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's like it's it's like they have better options. Maybe you know they're holding back, waiting to see. Um, you know, you you see a lot of times people have a have kind of a uh, just a bad feeling towards some of this younger generation, and. If you compare this generation in those ways to other generations, you know, other groups from 10, 15, 20 years ago, well, they're different. Sure. It's yeah. a different time. Yeah. It's a different culture. They It's they, not their fault. They just, they're just they brought they're up a this world. way. Yeah. It's not even bad. Yeah. It's not even bad. The fact is, is old people like myself have to change. Mm-hmm. I have to change. I have to listen. I have to listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say. Uh, mm-hmm. These kids... These kids that we have out here are working this week. Yeah, that's good. It's hot. They're out there working. They're pouring it out. They're sweating. Uh, They, we have not had a single issue with this generation of kids of behavior. So it's important that we know ministry has changed. And the way we reach out to kids has changed a little bit, but it, it isn't bad these yeah. kids are as good a group of kids as I've ever had
0: yeah no it's so good to hear you say that you know what I mean and I, that's, and that. I say yeah. it
2: on purpose because we need to hear it yeah. I need to hear it yeah. because two years ago I may not have felt that way The kids <laughs> yeah. don't ever sign up for nothing they never <laughs> show up you know but the fact is they are here this is a generation that's it's gonna make a
1: difference yeah.
2: they're here like yeah. they're 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 standing up they're getting in in place
1: to to make a difference yeah well and it I think it's I think in the the older models of, of ministry which I mean I I'm not pointing a finger of blame either mm-hmm. like I was a part of that as well and so yeah. it's easy to get nestled into just hit that easy button of like we're just going to do this and kids will show up yeah. and forgetting that that's that's not the that's not the goal it's not the, the but the need the things that are the same as the kids need Jesus yeah. and they're hungry for relationship and and so that easy button being taken away makes you really hone in on what, what God has called us to do anyways. And so For sure. I, I think I don't Jamie, I don't know about you. You know, you talked about how, you know, in your early days of, of ministry, how the youth group was kind of outgrowing the church a little bit. And so mm-hmm. there was kind of this these generation gap of uh, some older folks and then you have your teenagers. But I think what I'm finding and discovering the older I get is that teenagers are actually okay with knowing older generations and they are. being encouraged and mentored uh, by those older folks I mm-hmm. sat
2: at a table last night it's late we're ready for bed it's mid almost midnight and I've got eight or ten kids sitting around from different churches and they're they're asking me questions wanting you know and I'm like kids I'll I'll do this all day with yeah. you man what, do you, what can you what do you want ask man, any question you'd like that's fun I think that one of the things in youth ministry that you know we used to draw kids in like you said, with pizza, you could just buy pizza there and there'd be a hundred kids show up but uh through the years uh, I always tell the young men uh, and women that, that are disciple and mentor that you know they're out doing ministry in churches and serving the Lord, but I always tell them uh, and I'm still telling them these same things if you draw kids in with ice cream and and uh, pizza. Somebody's gonna get better pizza. Oh, they're well. gonna get yeah. some better ice cream. They're oh, gonna well. go above Brahms, and they're gonna get something better, and they're gonna draw <laughs> the kids in. Uh, I always tell them, man, if we don't draw them in with the things of God, if right. we don't draw them in with the Word of God, uh, then something the world's gonna come along and it's gonna sweep them away. Huh. And that's and good. that's been my experience in in the uh, almost thirty years of youth ministries. Man, I would take the dozen kids that I took to camp right now that i've been discipling for a few years i would take those kids up against any anyone anywhere yeah if i have to pick a team to go do work i'm picking my 12 kids because they're grounded on the word of god yeah and and i think that that's uh in youth ministry you know we've got a lot of great youth pastors in our state (laughs) and you guys are no exception. This church is no exception here at Emmaus. great youth ministers, men who are standing up, who are preaching, teaching the word of God to students. And I love those men so much. Like, it makes my heart just... It's a big deal to have a man who will invest and love students. And uh, when you see the difference that it makes, you know, like they said, I think Shane Pruitt was talking about this, and I laughed. I said, Shane's going to have to quit stealing my stuff. <laughs> I I Every night at Falls Creek. That's so good. I don't like, He's going to have to quit using all my material. And y'all know Shane's yeah. pretty sharp, yeah. y'all. But Shane yeah. was talking about that. He was talking about, um, you know, being being grounded on the Word of God and and uh, making sure that, that that's what we're pouring into this next generation. And he said, this generation is, is he's seen more salvations in the last uh, two or three years than he had in the last 30 years of, of ministry. Oh, wow, yeah. And so, you know, when you start hearing things like that, and, and that's something you can get behind, uh, and seeing the, the men and women stand up uh, in youth ministry, student ministry today, and seeing these kids come, come forward and being grounded on the Word of God, uh, they're not going to be swept away.
0: Man. And
2: they're not going to be silent either. Oh, that's you know? good.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's a great place to uh, to to land that because that's, that gets me excited. Like, oh, let's, yeah. let's go. We got we to send you out of here in a second so you can go do that work. Uh, <laughs> man, I, I love that. Amelius, we we want to say thank you for being a church where we talk about being multi-generational, you know, and, and investing in these students. And at the same time, letting these students connect with older generations. And we're not gonna be married to a method or a model. Like we, there's a message here we have to get out. And and I, and also Emmaus, I know uh, Go students and, and all these folks are just so thankful for your generosity and opening up the building and all the things that we've done. And so it's been, it's been fun. And our friend, Jim Lee, has had so much fun uh, with this this week. So it'll be neat to see how this Go Students trip here to Emmaus can even springboard into things uh, to come. So, Jaron, will you pray yep. for your friend, Jamie? Uh, for sure. friend Jamie, And uh, pray for student ministry and Go Students. And then uh, we got to get Jamie out of here so he can go Good have deal. some fun today. Good deal. God, we're just so humbled and thankful
1: for uh, your Word and the Word made flesh, your Son, Jesus. And, uh, God, we're just... Uh, thankful for your pursuit of us, Lord, as we've heard that through Jamie's testimony this morning. And so, Lord, for him to be able to, to give all praise and glory to you is, is such an encouragement and an inspiration to, to realize that uh, as we go, Lord, as we receive from you, Lord, it, it really is all about your name and your kingdom. And, uh, and so, God, I just pray that you would uh, continue to, to go before Jamie as you have in the past. Uh, to lead him and to guide him to, to love the next generation of teenagers. And, and Lord, to, to be content and excited about um, the, the idea that, that Lord, as he gives, as he um, pursues teenagers, as he loves on them, as he encourages them, Lord, that uh, Lord, the impact of your work in Jamie's life to teenagers is going to outlive him. And uh, Lord, that generations down the road um, are going to be impacted for the gospel because of what you're doing right now in His youth group. And so we thank you for student ministry and uh, uh, the blessing it is, Lord. As a as a father of a teenager, what a an encouragement and. Uh, what comfort it provides me to know we have men and women pouring into these teenagers. And so, Lord, help us as a church to come around them and to, to love them and to to mentor and encourage them as well. So go before us today, God. Uh, Lord, help us to always look to you and your son, Jesus, and what he's done for us today. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. All right. We love you, Emmaus. We'll see you soon.